domestic contractor and the man whose mission is to make it right. He is the host and creator of Homes on Homes, which airs on HGTV in the United States, as well as in Canada, the United Kingdom, Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, and Germany. Homeowners around the world learn from Mike's tips on how to manage a renovation and what to look out for in home repair and maintenance. Thanks to strong supporters in both the broadcast and building industries, the award-winning Homes on Homes ran seven successful seasons and broke ratings records. Mike is well known in the international community through his work as a spokesperson and supporter of SOS Children's Villages, a charity that provides homes for abandoned and orphaned children. Mike is also the national spokesman for Skills Canada and for World Skills 2009, and is a passionate supporter of skilled trades training. On April 26, 2006, Mike launched the Homes Foundation a charitable Canadian foundation to support the training of youth in skilled trades through apprenticeship and scholarships. In 2006, Mike Holmes was recognized in Canada's House of Commons for his promotion of skilled trades and for his advocacy for improved building standards. In 2008, Mike was presented with an honorary doctorate of technology from the British Columbia Institute of Technology for his outstanding and sustained achievements in his field. We had seven or eight different workers in here. We had, I guess, about five or six different contractors. We thought we had picked a good builder. Nobody knew what they were doing. We started getting all these invoices. We paid them 22000 Now, why should homeowners have to bear that cost? Because the builder didn't care about it or didn't care about what they were doing. Oh my God. I do not accept a two-inch run into the house. He told us he was going to get us a certified electrician to come in and do all the electrical. Nothing works. Nothing works. Give me a break. The whole house is built on these walls that are one-third of what the code calls. It is just completely falling apart. It's, uh, it's taking its toll. It's going to take us a long time to recover. How do you do this to a family? We're going to take it apart. We're going to put it back together. And I'm going to make this exceptional. The only person who could fix this is Mike Holmes. Let's do it. This is my house now, and as long as it's my house, I'm going to do it right. It's coming down. It's under control. Yeah, baby. You're going to love this. Oh. He saved us, he saved our house, and he saved our family. Thank you again. Thank you. So much. Thank you, Mike. Oh, you're so welcome. You. It's great. Give me my pen. Okay. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Yeah, baby. But if you're going to do it, do it right the first time. Let's get rid of it. How do you do this to a family? Look at the nest. They got a nest of them. Money. T3. Oh, my hero! Oh. Perfect. Thank you, guys. Do you like it? Oh, do I ever move? 
Ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Mike Holmes. I like that saying. That's why I tattooed it on my arm. Skills USA, you guys are the future. Are you excited? Now you should be excited because this is a wonderful thing. You know, I'm excited just being here, being part of this. Let me tell you a little story. When I was a little boy growing up, my father, I thought he was Superman. I was three years old, four years old, glued to his leg. He was a jack of all trades, master of none. I did not understand that saying until I got older. By the time I was six years old, I rewired the whole second floor of the house. I was doing plumbing. By the time I was 12, I did my first basement, complete with a bar, stairs, uh, stairs rails, absolutely everything. By the time I was 16, my dad said, hire my son. That's just what he did. I guess I just, I was the guy. I was the guy that had to do it. You know, being so young, taking his tools, his nails, his wood, he's like, Mike, I built the best tree fort you ever saw. I built go-karts. I had a blast as a kid. By the time I was 19, I got offered under contract uh, for two years to run a company with 13 employees. And I said, uh, okay, I'll take the job. I'm a Leo, I'm the boss. Nobody tells me what to do and I'll make you money. Who would have thought that when, by the time I'm 21, you gotta remember this, I had taken apart so much crap and I kept saying, who did this? What's wrong with this? I was gonna make up a business card that said the screw up fixer only in much harsher words. <laughs> That's what I was used to. Years and years and years later, I am 23 times two. <laughs> Makes me feel younger, I'm telling you. Who would have thought that years later I meet this guy at HGTV in Canada. He asked me to build him a custom straw bale home in Oakville, one of the first in the city actually. So I said to him, you know what, I can build you a better home. I was trying to give him ideas, but he was hell bent on doing this home. So I got, I, got, I got to know him and I liked him. And I'm sitting down in his office one day and I said, uh, you know, Mike, his name was Mike. I got the show idea, you wanna hear it? Now little did I know, he hears stories every day. I didn't even know what the hell he did there at HGTV. So I sat down. I said, I don't like the shows on your channel, bad information, you're screwing people, I'm surprised you're not being sued. You need a show like this. And I went off, I had diarrhea to mouth for 30 minutes straight, I really did. I noticed there's a bump here. <laughs> he was looking at me with the weirdest eyes for 30 minutes and I realized, man, I'm talking too much. And I said, I'm sorry, I gotta go. He jumps up out of his desk and he says, I want a pilot right away. I laughed my head off. I said, I'm a contractor. I'm not a guy for TV. I'm giving you an idea, run with it. You know, for months, he bugged me, he pushed me, he wanted me to do this. I said, Mike, I'm not a TV guy. This is what I do, I love my job. I really love creating, making, making people's dreams come true is what I do. He says, Mike, I noticed you like to teach one family at a time. And I said, that's what it's all about, communication. He says, how'd you like to teach everyone at once? 
And I said, you SOB. Mm. Next thing I know, I'm doing a television show. It's now worldwide, and I'm standing in front of you. Now, did anyone see Homes in New Orleans? If so, just give me a hey, hey. You know, that was great. I really did like that. It was funny because I'm sure, like you, I was sitting in front of the TV and I watched Katrina devastate New Orleans. And I got up off my couch. I was filming like crazy. I think me and the news filmed the same time. I mean, I'm 12 months of the year filming, filming, filming. All other time, I get out and talk to the skilled trades because I believe in supporting it. I said, we got to go down there and make it right. We got to go help these people. And I remember my people saying, Mike, you know, you got enough to do here. I said, we got to go down there. We have to do something. I think a year, two years later, I'm watching the television. Nothing's happening. Not, nobody's doing nothing. And then Brad Pitt steps forward and he says, I want to make it right in New Orleans. Now, I trademarked that. And I wasn't mad at him. But I had my people contact his people. And I think they, I think they dropped a brick, actually, that day. All of a sudden, they thought I was going to do something. I said, no, let me phone them. I picked up the phone, and I called all the people there, and I said, look, I like what you're doing. Why don't I come down there and help you? I'll build the first house, I'll record it, and I'll tell the world all about it. And they said, you'll do that? I said, yeah, and I'll do that for nothing. I brought in all this technology. I'm going to tell you something. It's really funny, because here I am walking through New Orleans. My first big meeting, it was about 65 architects, engineers, uh, uh, you name it, they were all sitting there, and in comes this guy from Canada, and they didn't know who the hell I was, which is fine. It was really funny. So I hear some guy in the background saying, oh, they brought down some guy from up north, he's going to put the vapor barrier on the wrong side. <laughs> I turned around, and I laughed, and I said, I don't use vapor barrier. I'm going to teach you something new. We were successful in bringing LEED Platinum 22 points above building that house with the technology we brought in. To me, it's, it's, you know, it's really simple. Can we build it better? After all these years of taking things down, is it working? Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a small example. How would you like to have a house that will not burn, that will not mold, zero VOCs, environmentally friendly, it won't blow down, it won't fall down, and it'll pay you back from the moment you move in. How'd you like that house? How would all of you like to help me build? There's a lot of things that I'm working on, and I'm telling you, this is why I do what I do. This is why I talk to people like you, to give you encouragement that there's opportunity that this is a great, wonderful thing. I truly do love my job. I really do. This isn't about TV. This isn't about money to me. I don't really care about that. Offer me money. I've had lots of offers. I say, no, that's not what this is about. If you come in my direction of what I'm talking about, that's building the world's best homes. New Orleans was the start. I'm going to Haiti next. I'm going to film it. I'm going to help the people in Haiti. I am. Oh. I have an idea. How would a couple of you like to come to Haiti with me? Okay, go to makeitright.ca, send me an email. I know it's going to come from all of you people here. <laughs> send me an email, and I'm telling you, I think I'm going to bring a couple with you, and I absolutely mean what I say. I'm a man of my word. Who wants to go?
younger, I was wondering why things were falling apart, why it wasn't working. Hmm, it wasn't making sense to me. I'd open up the walls, why is this molding? Why is this, I can, you know what, you wanna know what's wrong with the system? Talk to the insurance companies, because there's insurance people here, if I remember. There's the thump in this floor. <laughs> I'm gonna get my, my tools, and I'm gonna make it right. Insurance companies, why, why do they not insure mold? That's a question, why? Because everyone has mold. The question is how much mold do you have? That is the absolute question. Everyone has mold. Insurance companies would go broke. Do you know we can build 100% mold free? Think about my bottle of water sitting here. What's happening right now? Because it's kind of warm in here. I got cold water in here. What's it doing on the outside of the bottle? Condensation. So when hot meets cold, we get condensation, right? That was that whole point about vapor barrier. This is thicker than vapor barrier, it doesn't work. What's a thermal break over a thermal barrier? Styrofoam cup with ice water sitting in the sun and then my, my bottle of water. It won't, it won't condensate that styrofoam cup. That's a thermal break. Think of a cooler. If all of a sudden we can pull products out of the house when we're building our houses and it won't mold simply because we stopped hot from meeting cold, that's a thermal break, a cooler. How'd you like to live in a cooler? Now you can heat it with a candle, cool it with an ice cube, hmm, energy, that makes sense. Things that we can do to do it better, I think that we can do this together. I wanted to actually make a difference with education. Right now you're all learning minimum code, correct? Not all of you, some of you are cutting hair, some of you are cooking, some of you are working on airplanes and I love you all. Do you know I was on an F-18? Oh my God. I gotta tell you a little story, and then I'll go back to what I was talking about. <laughs> the Canadian Air Force invites me to go to Cold Lake, Alberta, and they said they bring a, 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 night, a good person from the country every year to get on the F-18. Would I like to do it? And I said, hell yeah. So I go, and I gotta go through tests galore and physicals, and I have to go through examinations on what I'm gonna do in case the plane goes down. I'm thinking, this is not good. Anyhow. I get the best pilot out there. And we do, we break the sound barrier, which is 750 miles per hour, which was really phenomenal. It was nothing, it was just like we we're going straight. It was the three dogfights afterwards that really freaked me right out. And I'll give you a, a, just a little bit about this. We're way up there, we take off on the runway, and we do this, 10,000 feet straight up. And I swore my head off when I got to the top, because I was so surprised on how incredible feeling that was. It, you can't even imagine. Uh, a roller coaster being close to it. So, as he's up there, he says, you comfortable? I go, yeah, that was pretty good. He says, okay, we're gonna do one G left, two Gs right. You know what Gs are, right? It doubles your body weight for every G on the plane. So I go, okay, he says, you ready? I go, yeah. Boom, one G left, two Gs right. And I swore again. <laughs> and I said, uh, wow, that was pretty wild. He says, okay, now we're gonna do three Gs left, four G's right. And I went, okay, now I'm wearing the G pants and everything and I'm, I'm strapped into the plane like I've never been strapped in before. I couldn't even pick my nose if I wanted to. <laughs> Three G's left, four G's right. Oh my God. After that I said, uh, how many G's are we gonna do today? Seven G's. Three dog fights. Later, I'm telling you, we were, oh my God, it's, it's, I, I don't even wanna get into it because it's just too exciting, but that's something you guys can do too. How'd you like to do that? All right, 
getting back to my story. What happened? Why do things start to fall apart? Why is the industry sucking? <laughs> yeah, I said that straight. Why is it sucking? It's sucking because approximately 30 years ago, we had a lot of good, skilled tradespeople out there. They got paid by the hour. They were taught very well. They had passion. They had integrity. They cared about what they did. There was only a handful of guys that just really didn't give a crap about anything. Over the years, it started to change. We implemented a minimum code. It started to grow. We started to enforce it, which was really smart. We started to change codes, and we started to change the system. Here's some of the things that changed the system. One, the boom was big. Everyone needed a house. Well, hell, we built this freaking country, right? You guys built this country, didn't you? The boom started to dictate in hiring new people that did not get skilled, or in other words, did not go to proper schooling, did not maybe get taught well. Two, they started to drop the puck and it just became all about money. How much money can I make in a week? This is a big mistake to think about how you can do a job just to make money. This is a really big mistake. All of a sudden, contracting, my field, contracting had a bad name. This is what you were gonna expect if you were gonna have a rental done in your house. It was going to take more time than it should. It was going to cost you more money. It's going to be a pain in your butt. And you'd be lucky if the guy doesn't run. Am I right or wrong? Why was that normal? Isn't it supposed to be a wonderful experience and not a nightmare? How many times did I see this? It's simply because it changed to piecework. It changed to the point that there was no more teamwork. The carpenters didn't care about the electrician. The plumbers, the HVAC guy, they're all in the way. I want to get this done to make my money per week. That's what happened. And also, with all the skilled trades out there, they didn't want their kids to get into the next generation of it because they said, my knees are gone, my back is gone, it's a pain in the butt, you're never gonna get your money. So they pushed their kids to get into computers. And what else? PlayStation, Nintendo, Xbox 360. When I was a kid, we played ball hockey. You know, there was no games like that. We played with dad's tools. We lost that wonderful feeling, that wonderful temptation to get into the industry. And I saw that happening big time. Now, we're going to be a million short contractors in the engine construction field in Canada in the next 10 to 15 years. How many are you going to be short? Because that generation is about to retire. 50% of them retiring. I'm very happy to see that this is starting to grow, that this is starting to be better, that you guys are starting to be the next generation. You sort of have to care about what you do. You sort of have to love your job. Because if you don't love, and I'll give you an example, you have two chefs. Skilled trades are chefs as well. Who's chefs? Who wants to be a chef? Because I love to eat. I am a contractor. We have two chefs, okay? One does not like their job. The other one loves their job. And they're cooking a simple dinner. Which dinner do you want to eat from? What chef? The one that doesn't like his job or the one that loves the job? I want the one that loves the job because they do it good. They do it with caring. Now, something that has really been impressive to me in the last many years is women getting into the skilled trades. I think this is awesome, and I think it's about time. I think women are going to make on men honest and keep 
doing it, ladies, because I love this. Female welders. Female electricians, welders. I mean, I've met them all, and I think this is great. We've had a 6% increase in women in the skilled trades. Men seem to look at this and go, yeah, I don't know if I want her in the skilled trades, and she's sort of taking over. It's like, what are you kidding? You see him bending over all the time and his hairy butt sticking out. Do you want to see that? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm saying, mix it up a bit. <laughs> I think it's the smartest thing to do. Okay. <laughs> I love my job. <laughs> this is a beginning for you. This is not about me. This is not about anyone else here. This is all about you today. This is the beginning of the rest of your lives. What do you want to do with it? Really, what do you want to do? You are the best right now, Skills US. Right now, you're the best here. Does it feel good? Next year, I will be in London. I was there for World Skill Trades in Calgary last year. I'll be in London next year, and I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of you people there, because you have the chance. And I'm going to back you. I'm going to be with you all the way. There's a lot of shows, if you want to watch, I don't, you know, it doesn't matter to me. I'd, like I said, I'm a contractor. I'm not a TV person. However, I looked at this as a possibility to help make a change. If I said I was going to do TV, I was going to change the industry. And single-handedly, hmm, that's pretty well hard to do, isn't it? No, it's not. It's actually quite easy. <laughs> All I have to do is create a change. And I've done that. Homes Communities, Homes Homes, Homes Approved, Homes Magazine, the four books I've wrote. All this is about the Homes Foundation. You guys, all this is about teaching better, teaching smarter, using old technology with new technology. And I mean old. The old homes didn't have insulation and they breathed 100%. Because they breathed, they dissipate moisture. There was no mold buildup. The old wood was heartwood. What's heartwood? Heart. Heartwood. Not lovewood. Heartwood was from the big trees, okay? And this wood naturally resists moisture, naturally resists mold and bugs, insects. But now we're using sapwood. You know, I talked to a couple of people here today, and I love doing this. I was talking about the wood. You know, you've heard of glue lamb, you've heard of LVLs, paralam beams, all TGIs, floor joists, I beams. You've heard of this, yes? Does anyone, can anyone answer me? There's two trees that is used to made th make this wood. Can anyone answer me what those two trees are? Come on, yell it out, don't no, no. yell out, I can answer it. What? No. Who is positive? Put up your hand, who's positive? I'm gonna come and give you a freaking hug. No one knows. It's not pine, it's not spruce. Poplars won. Poplars won. What is poplar? It's a weed tree. It's the second weed tree, poplar and aspen. Imagine that, we can make the strongest wood in the world, the straightest wood in the world, using two weed trees. Couldn't we save our, couldn't we save our, our spruce and save our planet by using weed trees that we pull out? That kind of makes sense to me. Doesn't it make sense? It does, doesn't it? Okay, now we'll add a little bit of blue wood to it. What's blue wood? Lowe's nose. Mold resistant. Hmm. Anybody see me use blue wood? 
I'm going to fix this bump. Can you that's pretty wild. <laughs> and that's, that step's not the code. What is Bluewood? Bluewood is actually, it's recognized by Bill McDonough, uh, Cradle to Cradle. He wrote the book. It is an environmentally friendly product. And we soak our wood in this. It is not pressure treated. Bluewood, you can lick the stuff. I don't recommend it. Your tongue will turn blue. Unless you want to freak out your friends, go ahead. The good thing about it is we can now take our sapwood, our young wood, we can dip it in the blue. It is water resistant to outside up to six months in pouring rain. It is bug resistant, termite resistant. Has anyone ever noticed how big a termite field we have in the United States? It's all across the south border. Actually, I think even here. It is also mold resistant and it's the number one thing, it's fire resistant. Now, I was a little kid, I watched the three little pigs. Kind of makes sense to me to use all the right stuff in all the right way with all the right caring. So who wants to go to Haiti? I'm serious. I'm serious. I think we can bring in a few of the uh, skills you wear. US, what do you think, Lilana? Sure, she's up there somewhere. I think we can. What? I have to wrap it? Am I talking too much? I got a clock here. She says I have to wrap it. Hell, I'm going to buy you all a beer. Who wants a beer? Okay. <laughs> Let's get serious. This is about you. And all I really care about is that you step in the right direction. Whether you're cutting hair, I really don't care. Whether you're doing aesthetics, I really don't care. Plumbing, electrical, I care. I care about everything. So, my challenge to you is really simple. I don't care what you do, how you do it. Love what you do or don't do it. Always be honest. Always be honest. You're only as good as your word. Don't do it for the money. Build your business, the money will follow. If you do it for the money, you will fail. And please, keep doing it, okay? I love you all. Make it right.